0: hello sci-fi fans this is jamie murray from defiance and you're listening to the sci-fi diner podcast
1: Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog, and good evening. I am Miles McLaughlin. and we are minus M tonight because work called and responsibilities called, and uh, we moved nights and uh, everything else happened, and so it's just Miles and I. But we still have a full menu to share with you tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, it's some good stuff that is on the docket. How are you doing, Miles? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. So everything uh, good uh, good in your sci-fi world? We're going to talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about that in our listener feedback show. Yeah, and um,
2: happy with you know, the, the fall season with sci-fi shows coming back. Is just
1: uh, It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I know there's a uh, few shows I'm excited about, but again, we'll chat about those a little bit later on. Okay. So And you might hear that actually before this airs, because sometimes I flip when we uh, release the episode. So you might have heard this already. Anyway, so miles what do we have on the menu i mean we're a diner right for mm-hmm. god's sake what are we serving well we have a lot going on in tv news um
2: there's an interesting article on blaster about agents of shield uh we'll talk about uh also well, we have some trailers to play uh, we have a flash trailer to uh, play it's for season two um so uh, sarah michelle geller uh, she's going to have a role in Star Wars Rebels. And I know you're very excited about uh, the X-Files uh, trailer, an uh, uh, abbreviated uh, season of, of uh, X-Files uh, th- this fall, I believe.
1: Yeah, you know, it's January, so more winter. But still, you know... It'll be uh, here before uh, you know it. I, it. It is. And, man, when they release the trailers for these things, I just spam them. My mm-hmm. Facebook my Facebook friends hate me because all it is is like X-Files. So <laughs> down through, they just spam them all. Mm-hmm. But... But Yeah, well, that that, that sounds like good stuff. We have an interview that we're going to share from... Uh, we're at Shore Leave. We're going to have
2: um, uh, one of the fam- family members from the, the Tar family we're going to share with you. Oh, yeah. And we're going to end with our Sci-Fi 5 and 5 for dessert. And uh, what is it tonight? We came. You came with a very interesting one. Um, robots have played a major role in sci-fi, and we're going to look at some of the weirder, more unusual robots, maybe scarier robots that uh, yeah. we've seen in
1: TV yeah. movies. Yeah. And certainly, I'm sure there's somewhere missing somewhere in here, uh, because we just kind of came up with this list and uh, gave it some thought, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe not as much thought as some
2: people would. So uh, listeners, uh, if you have a, your idea of scary or weird robots,
1: uh, send it in. Yeah, it's perfect. We're in October, Halloween's around the corner, and we need scary robots.
2: They make for great costumes.
1: Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. As kids, you know, those cardboard boxes, got to cut up and you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, why don't we move into our news? All right. And uh, you can start off with a uh, short bit of news from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'll put this article on Blaster,
2: um, but uh, the writer says, It took three seasons, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is finally the Marvel show we deserve. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole article. I'll just read a few paragraphs. Uh, (laughs) Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is awesome. There, I said it. Looking back over the uneven ride of the past two seasons, those are words I never thought I would write. I've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since the series' uh, Dynamite debut and, and stuck around as the ratings fell by half, well, I didn't know that, and the show floundered through the, the sluggish storylines and needless wheel spinning. That's not to say it hasn't had some good arcs, such as the Winter Soldier tie-in or the culmination of the Inhumans' Daisy story in Season 2, but S.H.I.E.L.D. never felt like it was telling a story worthy, fitting into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU as they're calling it, factor in the awesomeness of Netflix, Daredevil, and only served as a reminder of, of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s faults. And moving on, uh, the writer says the team finally works. Coulson's team has its back up against the wall, even more so than before, and that makes for better stories. Sure, they'll have cool spy gadgets and butt-kicking agents to carry the action scenes, but S.H.I.E.L.D. is finally embracing its role as being outmanned and outgunned while still being competent. They've also finally nailed down the the cast chemistry, chemistry, which held the show, show back in the early days. Watching a team struggle to grow up as was entertaining for a while, but now it's time for Coulson's Ragtag Gang Take Care of Business. In Season 3, they've done just that. New additions, uh, Bobby Morse, the character played by Adrian uh, Palicki. Uh, You may remember her. She was going to be Wonder Woman. Lance Hunter as Nick Blood. And Mac Mac Henry Simmons have provided a much-needed jolt when the decision to spin off former team member uh, Grant Ward. uh, played by Brett Dalton as the apparent leader of the resurgent Hydra, provide a nice payoff to his traitorous arc. It also keeps him around to continue being deliciously creepy and evil. There's not a weak leak in the bunch, and there's not an arc that feels flat this year. It's obvious Marvel has an ambitious plan for television, and now the studio finally has a series worth carrying the prime time flag. Let's just hope it's not too late. Well,
1: you know, here's my thought as you were reading that, Miles, is this reminds me... You know, everything tonight is going to come back to the X-Files. I'm just warning you. Okay, right, that, that, right. That, that's totally fine. But, you know, I remember when X-Files came on the air. And the first season was okay. But as they allowed it to build and develop, by season three, it was rocking ratings. hmm And they gave it time to develop and percolate and for the chemistry to work itself out in the kinks and the people to develop that camaraderie that's needed for that chemistry. And it really sounds like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is being given that same chance, which I think is pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, we watched uh, the season premiere um, this weekend, and it it was great. Um, I told my wife, oh, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. recorded and she was excited. uh, So we we got to enjoy that this past weekend. So
1: she's enjoying this with you.
2: Yes, so that's a show her and I get to watch together. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm
2: -hmm. And, you you know, it's this conversation we've had many times before. Hollywood doesn't give a show a chance. If it doesn't work the first season... They they they, they uh, give up on it, but for whatever reason ABC, um, they're 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 really you know getting behind this show and um, it's working.
1: Do you know what has amazed me? I think when we talk about Hollywood not giving shows a chance and network television not giving shows a chance, on one hand, I totally understand. I mean they're being there's advertisers that are paying bucks for shows to be watched and their ads to be seen a certain number of times. And the shows aren't bringing in the muster. They can't keep a show around Mm -hmm. because it's not bringing in the advertising dollars they need. So I understand that dilemma. Mm -hmm. But it's such a breath of fresh air that for the first time that I can remember that television is bringing back shows that have been gone for quite some time right and i'm thinking particularly of heroes mm-hmm. but then of the x-files um that this is also another way that network is giving these shows a chance to kind of play again we're going to talk about the x-files a little bit later but you know like heroes were born and it's, it's come back with a vengeance right it's not even on our docket but mm-hmm. critical reviews that are just saying this is awesome
2: I have to admit, I, mean, I watched about almost the f- first hour of the, the the season premiere. And I'm just like, this, this feels like, you know, I mean, so much has happened four seasons, but they, they just seem to have got it right this time. I mean, it, it, it and it was just a very enjoyable hour. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I just read something about, um, this wasn't on either, but there's an effort and, May it's Who knows if it'll happen or not, but there's an effort to try to get the 4,400 maybe on, on Netflix. Um, that enjoyed like two or three seasons uh, a few years back. Uh, so it's, it's interesting it, that some people are giving our old shows a chance again.
1: Yeah, and uh, not with the same cast. In the X-Files, there's a core cast that are bringing back, but, and there's, some, there's a core cast in Heroes, too, I would say, that has come back. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but... That was yeah, a pretty large cast.
2: It was a large cast. Some people have moved on, yeah. and you can't you can't, you can't bring it back. So you're going to have to create some new char- characters. And uh, yeah, uh, but 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 what the cheerleaders the, in
1: Nashville and you know
2: stuff like that. So. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but so but yeah, uh, so, but yeah uh, I'm optimistic so far that Agents uh, uh, Agents of, of Shield looked really good this this last episode. It was a two hour
1: premiere. Yeah, awesome. And I believe the third one has just aired this past week. So okay. So let's uh, let's uh, talk about Flash a little bit. Let me play the trailer and then we'll talk about it, alright?
2: Sounds good. Why did you want to kill me? Why did you, kill me? did you want to kill me? He promised he'd take me home if I killed you. Who, Who promised you that? you that? Who promised you that? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom sent
0: me here to kill the Flash.
2: He is an unstoppable demon, and your world is in danger. What other worlds are there?
1: You created the singularity above Central City. You created a breach, a portal. If you got through, there'll be more to follow. Hi,
3: I'm Patty Pivot.
1: You do realize that metahumans humans have superpowers, right?
3: I may not have powers, but I want to stop them. Locked and loaded. I always did like a man who could handle a gun.
1: You should see my Nerf collection.
3: Central City believes in the Flash. So do I.
2: You want me? You're gonna have to catch me.
1: Showtime. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm, I enjoyed the last season of Flash. So this looks like they're gonna pick up right where they left off and um, just just uh, keep telling, keep
1: making great, great TV. Now the villain is Zoom. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, and have we seen him before? He's a he's been on a ton of stuff.
2: Um, I'm not. This must be a new. Um, I mean we had like the reverse flash in in season 1 but they got rid- I just meant
1: the actor more than anything.
2: Okay, I'm not familiar with the actor but um um but I guess I the, this is I'm not as well I'm not well versed in the comics but um um I guess there's another speedster who's a bad guy that's a uh uh nemesis for the flash and um so they're bringing this guy here.
1: Yeah, well it looks uh I mean, it looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks it's it's definitely lighter than Arrow. When is Arrow back? About the same time. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I, th- I think I don't think it's. I think it's a little later. I think uh,
2: Arrow. I think th- I think the Flash comes back uh, tomorrow night. Actually.
1: Okay. But yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to yeah. see it. I I did not watch season one, and that's something that I might do down the road. I'm just uh, limited in the amount of TV that I'm. Perusing right now But It mm-hmm. uh, definitely looks lighter Than the arrow I thought there was An October date But we are in October I was like It doesn't come back Tomorrow night But you might be right I mean we're in October Yeah Well into October
0: now.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool So what's what's next In our docket
2: Miles Well I- In some Star Wars news We're we're talking Star da, Wars a lot da, da,
1: da, 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 da,
2: So we we okay. As uh, You wave Your Chewbacca Yeah my Chewbacca toy,
1: toy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You were talking Rebels. Go ahead.
2: Well, uh, looks like uh, Buffy's Sarah Michelle Geller will be playing a new baddie in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Is it Chewy? No, it's not Chewy. (laughs) It's a new character. Um, The mysterious Star Wars Rebel role has been revealed, and she ain't no princess. When news came out that uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer star would be voicing a character, on Disney XD series, people really got excited and assumed she would be playing Princess Leia. Rumors were even fueled by Geller, who posted a pic of herself as Leia, buns and all, on her Instagram. But not so. Uh, Geller has revealed to BuzzFeed that she will actually be playing one of the big, new big bad villains of the second season of Star Wars Rebels. She'll play an inquisitor called the Seventh Sister. Describes a cunning and crafty villain who is brought in by the Empire to track down the Rebels Galar will share some on-screen time with uh, hubby Freddie Prince Jr., who voices the Jedi leader of the Rebels, uh, Kanan Jairus. Um, I so, love Kanan Jairus. So, that she says, they would record my mannerisms. Sometimes when I would get into the character, I would do certain things with my hands, and then a couple of weeks later, I would see them in the drawing. They sort of reflect and mirror each other, so that's cool she gets to put her, not just her voice, but a little of herself into
1: it. Oh, yeah. So, not Princess Leia, but come on miles. Take a look at Princess Leia. I mean, see? This is her Princess Leia. You can't see it in the pilot, but she looks pretty hot It's Princess Leia. Yeah, f- face is very pretty there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, not apparently a baddie. Maybe she'll be driving stakes for people.
2: I wonder if she's going to have uh, force powers. Uh, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. So, I, unfortunately, I don't get Disney XD. I have to, I mean, uh they, they will play some of it on, on demand later on. So, I, But I, I do like Star Wars Rebels.
1: Yeah. We'll find out. All right. Well, very good. Well, something that I am pretty ecstatic about, and we've been talking about already, is The X-Files. Mm-hmm. And The X-Files just came out with a new trailer a few days ago. And we're going to play it so you can hear it. And a lot of you have probably seen this already, but we're going to talk through... Um, some of the changes that are that seem to be in X-Files and the way they're updating it, making it fresh, and what we think about that. Cool. Does that sound good to you, Miles? Sure, let's check All it out. All right, let's check it out.
2: It'll probably start on a Friday. What will seem like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. Driven by a well-oiled,
3: well-armed, and multinational group of elites using alien technology that government's been hiding for 70 years.
0: Like yourself, I'm a true believer. What I need is your expertise. You
1: said if I ever put the pieces together that you would confirm. And have you? I've seen something. You're nearly there. You're close. I can't do this alone.
0: Yeah. I'm here.
1: They police us and spy on us, tell us that makes us safer. We've no. never been in more danger. Then do something about it, Mulder.
3: seen this before you're on fire believing that you're on to some truth that you can save the world
1: this is my life this is everything i believe in
3: you are on dangerous ground here
1: i know what i'm doing have a small problem. That was cool. <laughs> my uh, my heart's just racing really fast right now, Miles. You should talk. <laughs> uh,
2: well, it's not like, I mean, they, they kind of start things kind of boring with a nuclear bomb going off and um, just there's a huge conspiracy to uh, pretend that the United States has been attacked and
1: using alien technology. And mm-hmm. you know, for, for the classic X File people, for the people that love the original show, there are a lot of throwbacks. There's obviously some scenes cut in into this trailer. Um, and the, the image of the little kid, the little baby that they pull out mm-hmm. um, is an is, is image harking him back. His passion for to find out the truth and. And uh, Scully's saying, I've seen this passion in you before. You know, And there's, there's a lot of good things. They bring Skinner back and Cigarette Smoking ba- Man, the voice there at the very end. Right. As being the classic villain. I mean, there are a lot of good things that it, it has the potential to deliver for fans.
2: Oh, uh, it has the potential, yes. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and what I like about this is that this is not just an X-File which the last movie that came out was an X-File, but was non-alien related. Hmm. But this one is playing on the mythology of the X-Files, which is what I always loved. I mean, I loved the standalone episodes. We always, you know, for the people that were X-File lovers, they called it like the myth arc, and there they, they were the myth arc episodes, and then there were the standalone episodes, or, or what they called Monster of the Week episodes, is what they became known in the forums and the chat rooms at, uh, of the day, right? And, and I love the loved the forums uh, and I loved the myth arc of it but I didn't but what I really loved was the, 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 the whole science fiction alien out. El- uh, him trying to figure out what is the truth and mm-hmm. us being fed little bits and little uh, hints that just kept us going on the edge of our seats and trying to put it all together mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what I really enjoyed about the X-Files is they did not tell us everything as Mulder was discovering truth, so were we discovering it, and then we were trying to put it all together and figure it out and draw our own conclusions. That's what I loved about the show.
2: Yeah, it's trying to harken back to what I, th- I think you, the fans liked in, from before.
1: Didn't recognize the bearded guy he met, he's, he's, he's uh, meeting with mm-hmm. there in DC. Some, uh, maybe a, maybe I'm, I just don't remember him from the original series. Maybe he's a new character altogether. And it seems like there's another person in there that's also kind of fueling the fire, a younger version of himself. Okay. At the beginning, the guy that meets him at his house in mm-hmm. the helicopter. Right. So I don't know. Interesting. But I'm real excited. I'm totally I, excited about this, and I can't wait. I understand. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. this is, you know, uh, it seems like the new shows I'm watching this year are actually old shows. like <laughs> Heroes Reborn and the X-Files, but...
2: You know, I, it's funny. I mean, if they're... We, we sometimes dog on Hollywood for not coming with something original, but if they're going to bring back one of our old shows and do a good job at it, yeah, you know what? It's okay. I'm not going to argue with it. No, no. Yeah. If, it's, if, if, if they do a good job and it's entertaining and
1: it doesn't suck, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question, Miles. If you could if you had to travel across the united states and use a sci-fi alias as your instead of your real name because you were being hunted or you you were fearing for your safety who would you choose oh wow um don't say wonder woman i'm walking out the walking out the door no
2: that that, i don't think that would work (laughs) I, i think i would get looked at strangely um what, what sci-fi alias would I use um,
1: listeners are probably shouting out a bunch for you but
2: <laughs> yeah there, there, there's um, you know a lot of good ones out there um, um, I'll just choose one uh, uh, I'll
1: just Barry Allen Barry Allen yes there you go Barry Allen yeah see and uh, a bunch some people would know that you know, but you know there are there are there are a few names that are perhaps more recognizable in, in in our world than like Luke Skywalker or, mm-hmm. or Han Solo or James T Kirk for that matter, and uh, we have a little bit of news on that. There's a reason I bring this up, Miles. Okay, and that is that the former Scottish first minister kind of caused a bit of a stir at Heathrow Airport earlier today. When he tried boarding a plane under the alias of James Kirk. Oh. oh. (laughs) So he apparently wanted to be beamed up to the airplane, and uh, they weren't having anything about it. No sense of humor. No, they actually stopped him and said, you know what, you cannot board, you're not James Kirk. And uh, apparently he often travels under aliases and is a huge fan of Star Trek, Mm -hmm. obviously, and they just didn't really like it. (laughs) You know I mean... uh... It's iconic, but you know, it's. I'm sure there's
2: there's gotta be some James Kirk out there in the world. There, there has to be. Someone has
1: to be be cursed with that name, right? I mean, Kirk is a fairly
2: common last name. James is a very common first name. Yeah, you would
1: think somewhere in there, right? Right. Well, you know, uh, here's the thing. You know, I guess they do have to be worried about terrorists named James Kirk stealing their planes and running off to the great beyond. I mean. Right? Well,
2: the yeah, airline security is uh mm-hmm. tightened a lot over the last 15 years. Yeah,
1: yeah. No sense of humor, right? No. No. Now, if the airplane was like named the Enterprise, that would have made the story a the cooler. It would have yes, yeah, but uh but you know, the headline and you can look it up is that Alex Sal- Salmon, that only thing I mentioned his name was barred from a British airline's flight after booking as a Star Trek captain. So, Apparently, the captain cannot ride in coach. No. <laughs> but, um, oh, well. So I believe that's it. Do we have any other news we should be talking about that's come out? Um,
2: I think we covered it. I mean, there's a lot of good, I mean, a lot of our shows are coming back. So there's some really cool new stuff coming out.
1: The Martian's out. We cannot wait to hear your reviews on The Martian. Mm-hmm. We really uh, need to do a Martian show.
2: Yeah, I, I may have to maybe in two break, weeks break down and see that movie.
1: Yeah, we'll have to talk with them offline and see if we can arrange a, a talking about the Martian because I this is a movie I've been looking forward to seeing and I'll see if I can make it happen. Yeah. Um All right. Well that's good. Um well let's move in to our interview.
0: It is our duty to live our lives to the fullest, to honor those who have Which is why I was surprised to hear you're having second thoughts about the wedding.
3: I just want to slow down. Take a pause.
0: Your father's putting that much pressure
3: on you. Is he? Sort of a jackass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Most men are. It's a characteristic that transcends species. You can fight him if you want to.
1: I don't think I can.
0: Just before I left my home world, my parents went to great lengths to ensure that I married a man that they deemed suitable. At my side was a stranger, not very handsome, but he came from the highest Lero, and he was a man of great honor.
3: sitting with us, oh, no. um, I have a bunch of, a couple of questions and then I'm trying really hard not to nerd out, because I, I just love watching you, I, I think it's amazing, I I do voice work and I've been taking classes and I'm finding that I can't stand them, so I've just decided that I'm watching all the actors that do a lot of character work and, and I love it and you're one of them and I watch Tony and I watch John like a hawk and not just because I mean, you can cut diamonds on that chair. Yeah, oh
0: my God, he's so gorgeous! I, I met him in the uh, hotel lobby last night, and uh, yeah, I was like a, a, a blushing schoolgirl. <laughs> he's
3: just—he's delicious. And then as soon
0: as he met Tony, and he had Tony's uh, Glasgow accent, his his Scottish accent came out. and not that, that was crazy? Gorgeous.
3: He was, there was a documentary I saw with him about the gay gene, and it was really neat. It was a beautiful documentary, but there was a bit where he was Skyping with his mom. So he's having a conversation with the camera, and then the little the light switch goes, and it's just instantaneously, and it's, just, that's, it's so weird and beautiful, and I can listen to that for hours. Just read things for me. Um, so, all right, I'll do the little intro now that I've done my geeking out. Um, it's oh, cause you're, there's the, the vents are like right here. Okay. Hey folks, we're here at Shore Leave and I'm hanging out with the amazing, uh, wow, I didn't realize, I didn't plan to go that high up. <laughs> the amazing Jamie Murphy. We all know and love her for playing Stama the matriarch of the Tar family. And uh, we've seen her in Dexter and Ringer and Sleepy Hollow and my favorite, Warehouse 13, which is ever so delicious. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Um, I've got a couple questions, if we're good, and then I'll nerd out further. Um, so when Defiance came out, There was a lot of anticipation about this show. It's been a while since we've had good science fiction futuristic, alien kind of show on television. And we, as a fan, it was wonderful to see. How did this, how did, how did it come about? How were, How did you get connected with Defiance and cast? Uh, well, actually, um, I had worked with uh, Kevin Murphy on a show
0: called Valentine. Uh, I played Grace Valentine in that show on the CW. And he wrote and produced that show. And, um, and then he started working on Defiance. And I'd already worked with the network before on Warehouse 13. So um, when you know they, they they were already you know aware of me and fans. And, um, and Kevin, obviously, you know, had, had worked with me before. And, uh, and he, you know, he thought I was right for the role of Stammer. In the original script, Stammer has a very, very small part. Um, so essentially, I took the job just because I love Kevin. And he wrote me like a two-page email on who she is and who she would become. Um, and he, it was so detailed and thoughtful. That I, I kind of fell in love with her and, and, and took the job without even reading the script.
3: Well, and she's more than just. I'm glad that she's
0: she's integral.
3: She's yeah. absolutely integral. Course, yeah. And was that when you got on set and you're, you've got the mindset of okay, well, she's going to be, and it's a very tiny part. And to see how she's grown, what's that done for you?
0: Oh, so fun. You know, I, it was actually quite nice to start, and, and it's, it, it wasn't such a. A huge part because uh, it, it kind of gave me the freedom to develop something really weird and wonderful there wasn't I didn't have to carry the story mm. um, it was really a character role and it was all about her relationships and, and uh, And her alienness, and so it was a really fun thing for me to explore as an actress.
3: Well, and then the following season, she became the mafiosa. Yes. How delicious was that? It was so great.
0: Uh, It was fun because in that first season, I got to play something which I've never really played before, which was a very uh, submissive woman, almost, you know, very different culturally, uh, submissive, um, and, you know, almost kind of geisha ish of another time. really so you know there aren't that many uh, opportunities for you know a modern day white woman to play something so different from herself right So uh, a
3: time. well along with your castmates you're it's you're not playing a human yeah and you've got the makeup and the costume and then there's the backstory and the language Yeah. and how how does how do you approach that or attack that
0: I mean you know it's all, it's all kind of stuff that you know if you're an actor is is, is super fun stuff to do um, yeah I, I mean it's been it's been very freeing uh, to to be able to kind of you know move differently from a human and, and kind of follow very different odd instincts rather than you know the natural impulses that you would have as a human so yeah it's been really really fun creatively.
3: Stammer I think I find her absolutely elegant, but every movement has purpose. Yeah. So there's just this wonderful, smooth flow. It's it's like watching a ballet, but it's a, a little bit of a deadly one, because yeah. you never quite know. And when Stama's having those moments, when you're delivering that, there's a, I, I call it, the, it's the face. There's a face where Stama's acquiescing a little bit, but she's got that twinkle in her eye and that just little, grin in the corner of her mouth where she's looking at you and thinking I'm going to stab you and, realize <laughs> exactly. this. and it's I, I can't even imagine just being able to, when you look back or when you watch the show do you have these moments of what, what do you what what comes to mind
0: yeah well I, I actually studied dance when I was younger and um, I went to a drama school called drama center in London and we studied love and which is the study of movement and dance mm. and. Um, And I remember kind of thinking it was a bit contrived and that I would never use it as an actor Um, but in this job you know I have really used my body as an instrument and you know and I'm quite thoughtful with the way she moves and um, you know, it was quite nice to, after 15 years of leaving drama school, get those kind of skills up, out of the toolbox and dust them off. Mm. Um, especially when I thought I'd never use, I'd, I'd never have the time to use them, and I thought that maybe they were a little. Archaic and, mm-hmm. and and maybe you know they they were you know not not useful for television or film, which is what I ended up doing. Um, so yeah, that was that's been fun.
3: Is there anything that's kind of given you something that you draw inspiration from for Stamma, or is there a little bit of just alien evil Jamie kind of? Well, kind of? no. I, I
0: in the first season uh, it was nice because. Uh, I really got a chance to explore her alienness mm-hmm. um, and now and now I can kind of let that go a little bit more um, because i 've already kind of established it but in the first season, I uh, kind of really thought of uh, snakes and crocodiles and um, big predatory cats Mm. in in the way that I moved Mm -hmm. um, because you know and I was quite thoughtful about that when I was like getting in and out of the bath and, and kind of the way I kind of rise up on a, on a uh, vertical uh, axis, um, you know, and j- just tried not to move too much like a human woman. Um, and then and then once that's established, it becomes second nature, and as soon as you put on the costume and the hair and the makeup, you know, you end up doing that, and you can explore other things. So, uh, but yeah, it's been fun.
3: That's fantastic. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I had the questions all memorized, but I'm really just nerding out as, When I interviewed um, Colin Ferguson, I completely lost my business. He was just adorable and silly. And he took this off my head and said, I'm wearing that. Yes, you may always wear that. Um, There's a couple more. Uh, in defiance and in Where Has Thirteen, you got to mix it up with some fighting and some action. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you do you do any of your own practical work, or do you have someone yeah. come do it for you? Oh no,
0: I mean I had somebody there, you uh, to make me. I, I, I wear really high wedge uh, heels for um, Stammer because she's the, the, as a species the things are meant to be long and tall. So. You know, um, they, they also, they're also quite careful because, you know, we've actually had a couple of people get hurt on set, so they'll be quite protective because ultimately, you know, if I hurt myself or sprain my wrist, uh, it means that I might not be able to film the next day. <laughs> so so they're quite protective. So there is always someone there, but essentially, it looks better if you do it yourself. So often, often they'll take a tumble on the floor or whatever, um, but ultimately you pretty much do everything and they try and use you doing it mm-hmm. and then and then for uh, some of the bigger stuff um, you know they'll use your stunt double and uh, you know I'm so lucky to have uh, the amazing stunt people we have um, on Defiance making me look good um, but uh but yeah most of the stuff that you saw with Julie and I in the fight scene uh, mid-season I think it was episode six uh, third, third season um,
3: with, with, was Julie and I, and actually Julie's really good at it, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, this, I, I'm passioned by the season, because it's, it's so much richer. It's, it's
0: actually the same stunt team that did well, Thirteen is now working on Devine's. Oh, really? oh yeah. I'm so
3: glad! Yeah, yeah. You guys can, you need to get Eddie on the show. Yeah, I know. Or Eddie, I love him. We'll cut that out, because I don't want him to get mad. Um, <laughs> uh, looking ahead, so what's... You've got more defiance, hopefully. Yeah, um, hopefully. Do you know if there's a renewal coming? Um,
0: we won't know for another month, so uh, fingers crossed.
3: Yeah. We'll well that's frustrating. Well, then that something? <laughs> keep, we'll keep an eye out. Um, well, not asking for spoilers, but is there, with that, with that kind of hanging, while you're filming? You oh no, ten- we're not filming
0: now. We finished filming. Yeah. But since you're done and you
3: still won't know, do you yeah. kind of? Do you feel like they they'll they'll finish a season in a way that it could be the end, or do you finish
0: always, it? Always, yeah. No, it's always a, a massive cliffhanger. I mean, it could end at any time, but it, you know, the the producers and you know, the, you know, the team we're always invested in you know it going on. So you know, you know, no,
3: it, 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 What will be, will be. I ha- and I, I I love it. I'm very kind of picky about sci-fi. It just has to be. Delicious, and when, especially with female characters, there needs—I love when a character has purpose. And all the women in that show, all of them, are just so strong and so unique that it—it's—it's. It's, it's, I to see the cosplay of all of these women is wonderful, and it just—it makes me feel amazing. And when you see someone who dresses as Stella, with—I I mean. I,
0: well, first of all, I know how hard it is, you know, to create that look and, um, you know, I mean, the detail on their costumes and the leather work on their belts and, you know, just wearing that white on their face all day. I mean, they're those, they're, and they have wearing contact lenses. It's amazing.
3: Unbelievable. Thank you so, so much. I do have one quick question, though. Since we're at a sci-fi convention, yeah. is there anything that you particularly nerd out, nerd out about? Is there... Are you a comic book person? Are oh, you I I,
0: I I love Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, big fan of that. I'm a big fan of Penny Dreadful.
3: Uh, How I, wonderful I, is that? I'm
0: actually kind of um, a bit in love with um, Eva Green right now. She's amazing. Um, and um, I'd never really uh, I I'm a fan of the whole cast actually. But what's the name of the guy that plays the wolf? Uh, he's an he's the only American on it. Uh, oh, I've forgotten his name, but I think he's wonderful too. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I love American Horror Story. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, the genre and, uh, and and all the weird and wonderful things you're able to explore.
3: I that's fatal. I love I love hearing that people who are a part of making the this world are enjoy the world itself. So yeah. that's amazing. Thank you so much for sitting Thank with you, me. Susie, I know I've gone loving. over the ten minutes, but no, you're no, just lovely just and. Thank you so much. She's amazing. Watch Defiance always.
1: Well, I hope you liked the interview that we just shared with you. Another Shore Leave 37 interview. And uh, another thing that we often see at Shore Leave are robots, right?
2: Right. That is very common, um, very popular cosplay choice.
1: Yeah, people dress up as them. We had There's Daleks there, R2-D2s there, some mouse droids you see running around. So, I mean, robots are really a part of the sci-fi culture. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, sometimes you see a classic Cylon from, from classic BSG.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you even see six. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you do. Mm-hmm. But um, That's the droid I'm looking for. Yeah, that is the droid I'm looking for. Well, some of the droids that we're looking for tonight are some of the weirder, maybe darker droids in sci-fi. And there's probably some honorable mentions. Maybe we'll mention some honorable mentions after we go through our list of five. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely some wacky uh, droids that are out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh these are not really in any particular order so do you want to start with number 5 and we'll just keep going down through?
2: Yeah, the first one it, it's not really it's just weird it's weird and different. Uh B2 from from Star Wars episode 7. The 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 droid with the that's on a sp- sphere rolling around. Now I, I'm. I haven't said I, I I hate it or don't like it. I just, you know, I, I'm gonna be fair and w- watch it and see, make up my own mind after I see the movie. But it's definitely a different choice. Um,
1: you have to wonder what a droid, what function a droid like that will have. Yeah. I mean, one that just rolls around. I mean, even R two, even R two has a little bit of a what's his real purpose? I mean, I, granted, they help fly, navigate the ships, and they repair ships and stuff. Right. And so I'm okay with that. But does B2 kind of have that same function? I guess he can. I wonder, I mean,
2: this is like 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. I wonder if he is like a uh, version 2 or 3 of the R2 droids or whatever. And I, I would assume, th- you know, like R2. R2 is like a pocket knife. Things could come out of him. Tools could come out of him. I assume b2 will be very similar something like that yeah
1: yeah well we'll find out i'm sorry looking forward to the movie and Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna be honest they have these droids you can control with the iphone app oh yeah and the the b2 droids Mm -hmm. and uh, i really want to get one for about 150 bucks come on bring it (laughs) yeah just small pocket change yeah not so much
2: not so much but i'm looking forward to seeing you know just the movie but I'll, i'll be curious to see what they do with b2
1: yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Well, coming in at number four are the Fembots from Austin Powers.
2: Now, why that one, Scott?
1: Well, they are weird. I mean, come on. They are, uh, granted, there was, um, in Voltron, there was a robot that shot missiles out of its boobs, too. But, mm-hmm. you know, here we have, a, you know, basically machine guns, boobs that, uh, you know, just, you know, right. out. Um, they're weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else do you say it?
2: Now, if you would have said the Fembops from the Bionic Woman, whenever they, they took the face off and you just saw circuitry on their face. That looks creepy.
1: That looks creepy too. Yeah. I would say, you know, we maybe there's a tie for number four. Yeah. Probably not even a tie because I think that the ones from Bionic Woman are even cooler. Okay. But um, but uh, but the, the ones from Awesome Powers are weird. Okay. Will you, will you agree with that? They're just weird. There's six attractive women,
2: but yes, with machine guns in their breasts. I mean, come on. I mean, mm-hmm. as a
1: guy, you don't want to touch those things. No, no, <laughs> not uh, with not with guns. No, know, what known what they really are. Yeah, I, would, I have not not happening. I, I would. Definitely, See, we need Evan here to keep us straight because we are like going downhill fast.
2: Yeah, I would like like her commentary on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, well, she can hear it on the feed. um how about number three? you're gonna to have to help me with oh this. I, I will do this one and yeah. then you can do the other two okay the tars robot now this is a robot this is a robot from interstellar and it's cool but weird the way that it walks the way that it rotates its legs around um, this vision of a robot here you know and it was so bizarre when i first saw it mm-hmm. that but I like it it's just weird it's a weird looking robot, I think more than anything
2: i'm looking I just googled it and I'm seeing pictures of it yeah that is
1: and it walks so fluidly and and it, and it, it can walk by like spinning its legs around like this so it actually almost functions like a wheel mm-hmm. it's It is pretty cool, but it's weird
2: that's that's interesting
1: it is you really do have to see interstellar
2: i, I do I, I, that's what I need to watch
1: yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. How about Box from Logan Run? I, you know, I don't. I saw Logan's Run. I'm trying to remember Box.
2: Yeah, this is after they left the city, and they're in this Arctic um, uh, environment. Oh, I remember now. Go ahead. There's people in ice, and th- th- this robot. I mean, it, it's this box with a with with arms and a head, um, and just bite bite. Today's standards, it would look kind of cheesy and campy today, and uh, so that, that 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 even then it kind of looked weird. But that's uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was
1: that's a weird looking robot. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. And how about our number one? Come from a, a movie that there's a cult following for this movie, but it's not typically hailed as being a great sci-fi movie. Yes, but uh, it did have some pretty neat robots I was fascinated with the robots as a kid like Black Hole I just loved the fact that there were robots on this ship Mm -hmm. and this is one of the robots yeah I remember this uh,
2: Maximilian from the Black Hole just he was a scary looking robot Uh,
1: has a little bit of a Cylon look to it
2: it does with the with I guess a single
1: light across the front yeah um yeah certainly he was kind of a weird and ominous Mm -hmm. um there were some other robots in there. I don't remember all of them, but
2: I remember there was the kind of like human humanoid ro- looking robots, and then you had the robots that I guess they were on some kind of anti grabs They floated around.
1: Right, right, right. So, what other robots could have made the honorable mention list here?
2: There, a lot of the Star Wars robots are. I mean, I remember in, in Episode Four. I mean, just.
1: You, you, you the walking out. trash can? The walking <laughs> trash
2: can. Um, even on the Death Star, what they did was they took like a, a, a C-3PO droid and painted it black and have him, him walk around. I remember there was one of those. Uh, some of those Death Star droids were uh, kind of scary looking.
1: Yeah. What about How uh, from 2001?
2: Does Hal count as a ro- droid or a robot? Uh, no, I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely an artificial intelligence. Yeah,
1: I guess we could argue that. Mm-hmm. We might be able to bring in some of the Terminator robots. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. They're not. They're not really weird to me. Mm -hmm. Scary maybe at points, but not really weird.
2: I remember the first time I saw the first movie, just after the, you know, he comes out of fire and you just see that, uh, just the robe exoskeleton of it, and just uh, that was, yeah, that was scary looking.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of others like the droid in Short Circuit. Oh yeah. Um, and Wally and some of the other ones that are out there um well anyways i would love to hear miles i think you would too to hear some of the other people's favorite droids or maybe uh droids that they are not really looking for but uh, that mm-hmm. might be kind of weird for them
2: yeah let's let, let's see let's see a, a five of five about robots
1: yeah let's continue this robot theme for mm-hmm. a little bit
2: robots have played a part and role in sci-fi yeah. so Let's yeah.
1: keep it moving. And so we can do weirdest, most horrifying, yeah. uh, most beautiful droids. Uh, Coolest looking droids. Um, hottest looking droids. Yeah.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's those. You know. There's a few of
1: those. A <laughs> few of those running around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most cumbersome droids. Uh, let see what else. Uh, droids you would want to have as your sidekick? That oh. might work? Oh, yeah. So if you had to have a droid that would be your sidekick, Miles, who would it be? Tweaky from Buck Rogers. Oh, Tweaky from Buck Rogers. Yeah. Very good. Um, sidekick? I don't know. R2 might be a good one. Because he can he, he can do everything. He flies. He cuts through things. He saves a day. I would not want C-3PO. No. He, he would just drive me to the Cantina way too many times.
2: You would have to find the off switch. and you know, Yeah, or
1: something, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it. Yeah. Um, I believe sometime this month we are going to be reviewing the episode five. Is that correct? Yes. That'll be fun. I don't know when, I don't know when that is. So mm-hmm. M can tell us that when we have. She's going to be, by the way, she's going to be at New York Comic Con. So if you get up there uh, and see her, that'd be great. I don't know if this will come out before or after it, but she's looking forward to that. So stop by and say hi if you can find her. She'll be wearing her Wonder Woman tiara, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> so that's the way you can identify her. But I think that's about it. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya.